Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Hello, Single to Sealed podcast family. Welcome back for another episode. We are stoked to be able to continue our Q&A in this episode. Honestly, we were not planning to do two episodes of Q&A, but we received well over probably around 40 responses, maybe more, from you guys of questions you have, and we want to answer some more of them. You guys sent in so many great questions that we're going to have to make more episodes on each of the topics that you guys sent in with your questions. So just stay tuned if your question does not get answered today. We promise we will get to it with the podcast. And we are excited to dive into three more of them today. That's one of the best things about being involved in a podcast with the interactive group is that we really want this podcast to be catered to our listeners, but especially the dedicated listeners who are always listening and you know, willing to give their advice of things they want to hear because, you know, I could make something for someone who doesn't listen to our podcast, but that doesn't help them. <laughs> <laughs> so we, of course, value, I would say you guys even even more so than, of course, people who don't listen because we you guys are here all the time and we're making this content for you and, and those who are here. So um, thanks for, for taking the time to write in. We surely appreciate that. Yeah, and we want these Q&As to kind of feel like we're sitting down across the table from you, chatting like old friends, and you're like, hey, I have this issue. Help me out. <laughs> because truly, we're answering this from our heart and what our you know, past experience dating would tell us and what we've learned so far, even just making this podcast um, for dating experience that we have learned about from others as well. So we want to bring all that to you guys to give you the best answers we can for these Q&As. But... More than that, before we dive in, we have a a very exciting announcement, but maybe not super exciting for all of you guys, because what's happening, Jerry? So we've decided that we are going to change the podcast to talk about bananas. And all the different types of bananas that can be found in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're actually changing the podcast just to talk about Taylor Swift albums and break down the lyrics of her songs because that's a passion of mine. Okay, they know that one's not real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's more realistic than bananas. <laughs> okay, so seriously, guys, uh, we've reached this point in our podcast where we've decided to kind of slow it down a little bit. So we've been finding ourselves just a little bit overwhelmed, quite honestly, with all the production and the editing and organization of the podcast and dealing with kids and work, life and studying. It's just a lot. <laughs> so while we extremely value all the time and effort that that you guys have been willing to put into this podcast alongside of us, we're not going to stop putting out content. We're just going to dial it back a little bit. So starting with next week, that's after this episode that you're listening to, we are going to be releasing one episode a week on Wednesdays. Yep, so just one episode every week. I know that might be disappointing for some of you. It's going to be a big relief for us on our end because I'm currently studying for my real estate exams to become a, a licensed broker, also getting my doula certific- certification, and Jerry is in the middle of studying for his exam to get his final certification for his job. 
and then we have two kids and it's just, it's a lot. (laughs) I think Jerry can agree. And so we're going to dial it back for a little bit to get through this busy season that we have right now. And I'm not saying that we won't ever come back and do two episodes a week. Um, Maybe in a few months, once things have chilled out a little bit, we'll have a little bit more time on our hands to, to be able to dive back in full force with two episodes a week. But as of right now, we're jumping to just one time a week on Wednesdays, same time in the morning, they're going to be released and same quality content. We'll still be having guests on and tons of great stuff. It will just be once a week instead of twice a week. So again, thanks for your support and thanks for supporting us in this decision. Let's hop into our Q&A part two. Okay, let's dive right in. So our first question is, how do I avoid comparisons when a guy I've been dating chooses someone else over me? I think that is a really vulnerable question to ask. And the reason is, is because I feel like we've all been there. I know I've been there. And I'm sure Jerry's been there or at least felt something similar to that where someone you're dating moves on to someone else or they're dating multiple multiple people and they choose someone else over you. And it can be really heartbreaking and it can be a huge self-esteem blow and just make you feel really crappy. Um, I've been there multiple times (laughs) and I know how hurtful it can be. And so I really feel for you, listener, who sent this question in. And I just want to say... And remind you that these people that you're dating, you're truly looking for someone who you connect with in your life and in your values and your standards and in how they treat you and how they value you and how they see your worth. And if this person does not match what you need them to be in your life and they choose someone else over you, then they just made your decision so easy. And if you can look at it like that, like they just made that easy decision for them, for you, because you really liked them. And by making that decision, they made a choice that you can move on and you can find someone who actually will value you and love you and treat you right and respect you like you deserve because they decided that they weren't the ones for you. Yeah, I would definitely say that when we are moving to the level of comparison, I think that's almost like a psychological thing. We are, it's more than just comparing. We may be in a place where we have some low self-esteem or we don't think so highly of ourselves. And I think that I would argue that the more positive you are about yourself and how dynamic you're being and the more success you're having in your life, you won't feel the need to compare yourself to somebody else because you're in a good position. And so we're always talking about working hard to develop that spirituality. You know, this is a Christian-based podcast, so always developing our spirituality with God and learning that divine potential and worth and continuing to do something active, learning a hobby. If you're going to school, continue you know, doing well in, in your classes. And just by living this normal lifestyle where you find yourself being successful and happy, then if you're put in this situation, then I feel like it's so much easier to say, okay, well, sucks to be you because you could have had me (laughs) but if it didn't work out then you know I can like Brianna said I can find somebody else who's going to meet more of the standards of what I need because I don't want to be someone else's second choice anyways yeah and I think it's really important to almost think of it as a job interview so you're the boss you're hiring someone for a very special position in your life or at your at your office let's say 
and you have a line of people out the door waiting to come in and interview with you. And the person who is going to come in next to interview with you says, oh, wait, I don't think I really want this job and turns around and walks out and goes and gets a job at the office next door. Are you going to think twice about this person that left to go to the office next door? No, because they weren't dedicated to this position you were hiring for. They didn't think they were a good fit and they made this decision to walk out. But do not forget about all the other people that are there waiting in line to come in an interview for that position who really want it and who are really going to value it and work hard for it and be dedicated to this position you're hiring for. Your love life and you looking for your potential partner, you need that same dedication and that same commitment and enthusiasm. And if someone's not going to give you that, you don't want them anyways. And ultimately, it doesn't come down to whether or not you were pretty enough or... Um, handsome enough or talented enough, it comes down to that you just weren't the person for them. And it's okay to grieve that. It's okay to feel sad that you are not going to be with them. It's okay to let yourself feel that heartbreak. But then after that, remind yourself of your worth. Pick yourself up, brush yourself off, and keep going because there is someone out there for you that is going to make you happy and make you feel loved and secure and like you're everything they ever wanted. Yep, so we hope that answers your question for you. I think that that's some good advice on how to avoid comparisons. All right, so moving on to our next question. Someone asked, what can I do to make myself more noticeable to the women because I'm trying but still fail? I think this is something that can apply to both sexes. So how can I make myself more attractive to men or women, depending on if you're a man or woman, of course. I think to answer this question, the word that I'm going to throw out is the big confidence. Confidence is is key, and we've talked about this in a few episodes already on the podcast, and it's so important that we're being confident in in who we are and the way we hold ourselves. As we know, a lot of our first impressions have nothing to do with what we say, has nothing to do with... Uh, how you looked. It's it's mostly your demeanor, your posture, your smile. That's a lot of the things that equals a first impression. And so, you know, it, I know that I personally don't have great posture. And when I would walk to walk through com- through campus in college, I would be slouching and not look very happy. How many girls are going to look at me and be like, oh, that guy's so cute? <laughs> Probably not very many, <laughs> you know, but if I had my shoulders high and, you know, I'm, I'm looking up instead of down, and I'm enjoying the day. You just you have a different radiance about you, and that radiance is is confidence. I totally agree. Confidence, I think, is the number one thing. And this episode reminds me a lot of the episode we did with Elisa Goodwin Snell. I think it's episode thirty-one, where we talk about dating tips, and she talks a lot about confidence in that episode. So I highly recommend if you haven't listened to that one, you go back and give it a listen, and just remember that truly confidence can overshadow any of our other faults. So like Jerry said, it is not necessarily the words you say, but the way you say them. And that eye connection and um, smiling and like Jerry said, your posture, all of those things are super important. And making people feel good without being excessive, right? (laughs) Everyone loves a very nice compliment. Like if a guy compliments me and says, wow, you are you are such a nice person or you have such a bright spirit about you or just things that don't involve your body that always draws me to a guy. I think another thing 
just advice for the gentleman is simple acts of kindness that you can do for a woman I think is really attractive as well. Not necessarily like chivalrous type stuff like opening the door, but little things. If you notice that like I drop something and you pick it up for me or um, you notice that I'm maybe having a bad day, I'm grumpy and you're just like, hey, you know, I really like your shirt or something or little things to brighten someone's day. Those always are very attractive to me. But ultimately, I think all those things lead back to confidence and back to being really alert and aware of the people that are around you, especially if people of the opposite sex and observant. I think that all leads back to how you're going to learn how to make connections with those around you that you want to connect with. Another thing I'd like to add that's on my mind is I think the idea of being noticeable is very passive. So if we're focusing on how can I be noticeable to women we should be focusing more on the idea of you know, how, how can I confidently approach girls to make them notice me. Oh, wow. I really like that, actually. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's, if, if girls notice you, that's one thing, but that doesn't increase your odds at all of a girl coming up to you and asking you out. <laughs> you know, It's more likely, I guess, for a girl in that situation, but since a man asked this question um, originally, that would also be my advice is if, if you find that you're lacking these dates the more ways that you put yourself out there to find somebody to ask out and not be afraid to be rejected, I mean, that's that's going to be your, your inroad because they're forced to notice you when you're standing in front of them talking to them. I really love that. I think that's a great note to end on, to not be passive in dating. So not wait for someone to notice you, but you notice those around you and you involve yourself and be an active participant in meeting people and making connections. I really like that. You know, there's people who I would see in my college classes who I'm sure never really noticed me, you know, but I noticed them. And it's likely that there's also people out there who do notice you and you don't notice them. That cycle will just continue. But just it can be as simple as coming up to somebody and saying, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Oh, my name is Ginger. <laughs> I don't know why she talks like that. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, I'm I'm Scott, you know, and... It's, it's nice to meet you. Hey, I was just sitting in the back of the class and I just couldn't help but realize just how attractive you were. And I just wanted to know if I could get to know you a little bit more, you know, just past that basic attraction. And she would probably find that really endearing to know that you care about her as a person, but also very flattered that you thought she was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know, I know that I personally right now, I'm thinking back to all the different ways that I met all my old flames or like boyfriends and I met a lot of them a huge mixture of ways one of them I met while I was at work he came in to buy something and we kind of hit it off another one I met um at a rec center we were both swimming we were younger in our like teens I was like 18 I think and we just started talking um Jerry I met at the MTC window and I took an opportunity to run over and say hello another one I met because he he had went to the same area of my mission as me and so we had mutual friends and I thought he was really cute he showed up in like my friend recommended list and I added him on Facebook and I was like hey you went to the uh, mission similar to mine like you know Peru and we kind of hit it off and so like don't be afraid to seek out random different ways that might seem a little weird to meet people and kind of branch out like that because you never know when you might meet someone who might be a good match for you so be confident enough to take advantage of all the opportunities that are around you and be confident enough to take that step forward 
to say hello. I honestly, all the times as a woman that I have been very forthright and saying that I thought a guy was cute and asked him out, I've never been rejected because guys really like that. They like a confident woman. And even one of the times I asked a guy out, he was a really cute guy that was working at Cafe Rio. And I just walked up to him and I was like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? He's like, no. And I was like, then can I have your number? And he's like, sure. And it was as simple as that. And he thought that was like the most attractive thing ever. So, <laughs> so women, like, don't be afraid to take control and be confident and talk to guys. And that will help you make a lot more connections than just waiting around and being passive, like Jerry was saying. All right. Well, I think we're ready to move on to our final question that was sent in of the day. And I'll tell you what, this is a long one. It would not fit inside of the box. <laughs> so this person wrote us the essay and we're going to read it to you. Yes, we're just going to call this person Sarah for now because we don't know if she feels comfortable with us saying her name. So Sarah said, there's a guy I've been seeing for the last six months and just about every night for the last two months. We hang out one-on-one -on -one with his family and with his friends, but it feels like he's been back and forth in his level of interest. He just told me yesterday that he cares about me, but doesn't feel any great passion or desire and that he doesn't know if it will come as we spend more time together. Should that be a signal for me to cut him loose? Why does he want to spend so much time with me if he doesn't feel super driven romantically? How do you determine a healthy level of comfort versus passion in a relationship? Now, Sarah. <laughs> now, Sarah, I'll tell you again from a guy's perspective. I know that it doesn't take me that much time to determine if I think of a girl romantically or not at all. Most guys, I mean, that can be um, two days, that can be a month tops. It could like, be five minutes. <laughs> a month tops. Like, if you get to six months and you're, if somebody's telling you that they don't feel, what'd you say, pa passionate? Or desire. Yeah, passion or desire for somebody, then I think that's a sign to cut them loose. Now, they might they might not realize that you specifically feel this way. And I don't know if you've had a chance to determine the relationship. Or define or, or the define relationship. define the relationship, right? The DTR. And so this would be a good chance to share your feelings and say, hey, you know, I, I feel this way about you. You know, how do you feel romantically towards me? Do you see this going anywhere? Because, you know, I'm ready to move on. And I'll tell you what, there it's not abnormal to get really comfortable with somebody, though, and just have this void field of spending time with the girl. I've been in that situation where it's just so nice to have a really good girl that's a friend, and you probably don't want to be in the friend zone with this person. And so just tell them you kind of feel like you're in the friend zone and you want to know what to do next. It's kind of hard for us to give a really good answer to this because Sarah hasn't really told us if they're physical at all, like if they're holding hands or kissing or anything beyond that. So knowing like where he thinks the relationship is at from this is kind of hard to guess for us. But I totally agree with Jerry. A, a DTR needs to happen for your sanity and your sake because you don't want to waste another six months with a guy who doesn't know that he wants to be with you. And this is going to sound really harsh, but I want to do this for you. But I personally think and agree with Jerry that a guy should know by this amount of time whether or not he sees a future with you. If he says he doesn't, believe him. If he's saying right now that he doesn't feel passion and desire after six months, believe him and don't try to push him to feel that for you. Because you, Sarah, you deserve a guy 
who feels this passion and desire for you and isn't afraid to tell you that. And it, it concerns me that he's saying this after so much time that he doesn't feel that for you. And for your sake and your sanity, you deserve to have an answer. So sit him down and have that DTR. Say, if you haven't told him how you feel, like flat out and honestly, and frankly, you need to do that. You need to sit down with him and say, hey, I want a future with you. I want to get married. I really, I really like you. Because at this point, Sarah, you have nothing to lose, right? You just need to know an answer. So be honest with him and ask him straight up, do you see a future with us? Do you see marriage in the horizon at some point? Um, I would I would even give him a deadline, be like, I want to be married within the next year if I'm going to continue dating you because that's a year and a half of dating a guy. And ask him, is that even a possibility for you? There's two main things that I really would like to say. And number one is the good old don't force it, don't fight it. So in this situation, like Brianna said, you don't want to force your feelings onto him, but you don't want to fight that innate desire inside of you to cut him loose. This sounds like you know that this is kind of the idea that that you want. And so I think you roll with that. But it's good to give him another chance to explain himself and voice your expectations so that he has a chance to to change and give you his mind. The other thing is we've talked about quality versus quantity of time. And in this situation, you had said that you're spending a lot of time with this person, you know, every week meeting a family and friends. I mean, you guys have spent, spent plenty of quality time and quantity of time, but the quality of time was what really matters. And so with those, I mean, you could be, you could be with this person every night of the week and his friends, but he could be paying attention to his friends and ignoring you. And so this is why the quality is more important because you could be seeing somebody every day for the first month and having high quality situations where it just doesn't take that long to realize how um, romantically or passionately involved you want to be in somebody's life. Yeah, and so to answer your last three questions, should that be a signal for you to cut him loose? I would say give him a chance, DTR, and then based on his answer, if he tells you still the same thing that he doesn't feel that passion or desire, I think that is definitely your sign to cut him loose. Um, But give him a chance to explain himself and give him a chance to hear how you feel. It does worry me that you guys have been hanging on. um, You said you hang out one-on-one with him, but a lot with his family and friends, which could be also like a buffer. He's trying to friend zone you. So just pay attention to that and just be honest with him. Have that DTR. And then why does he want to spend so much time with me if he doesn't feel super driven romantically? I think Jerry kind of answered that that he could be just enjoying your companionship and your friendship. And the last question is, how do you determine a healthy level of comfort versus passion in a relationship? There should be both. There should definitely, I feel like, be an equal level of comfort and passion because you should feel comfortable with the person that you want to be passionate with and vice versa. And so it should come naturally. It should be very organic. You shouldn't feel like you're pushing yourself to be passionate with someone. And you don't want someone that has to push themselves to want to feel passionate or want to desire you that's not who you want Sarah so definitely cut him loose if he's not giving you what you need and it sounds like from your message he's not giving you what you need which is that security in your relationship and it's something that you deserve so we definitely wish you luck in your endeavors there and if you in your heart really do want to be with this person still then I hope that they pull through for you yeah we want you to have a happy ending whether it's (laughs) with this person or someone else yes but you know never Never be desperate. Be confident. Be always remember your worth, as we keep saying, and say, you know, if he's not going to give me this, then 
I can find somebody who will. All right, so that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Single to Sealed. We love you guys. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.